Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. Hello everyone, I'm Kelly Chia, Deputy Head of Research here at Bank Julius Baer and welcome to our weekly podcast. So in about five minutes, let's walk through the key highlights for this week. We are already past the busyness of the earnings seasons in the US. And here's what's on our radar. We highlighted last week that markets look really stretched and are due for a pullback. And you know what? We got it. Stocks tumbled last week. The US had one of their worst weeks this year with the S&P 500 down 2.3%, while the Nasdaq suffered a drop slightly more of 2.8%. As quite a host of worries hit the markets, Number one, there was growth worries in Europe. There's also a big shift in monetary policy in Japan that was quite surprising. We talked about it last week. And also nervousness over a rising bond yields and also a downgrade of the US government's credit rating by Fitch. So taking that into consideration, there are a couple of merits to obviously to be positioned quite defensively. So first, high valuations. The US market is close to 20 times forward earnings, and this is 25% above its 20-year average. So this is up from 15 times at the start of the rally. So the market is showing signs of being tired. Second, seasonally, stocks typically stumble in a third quarter, which is the quarter in which we're in now before rallying into Christmas, also known as the Santa Claus Rally. Specifically, September is traditionally the weakest month for US stocks. The S&P has lost an average of one percent in September, dating all the way back to 1928. Finally, there's yield again in the market. Another point against US stocks is the equity risk premium, also known as the ERP. The ERP can be seen as the extra reward for holding stocks instead of very safe bonds like the US Treasuries. And this reward, unfortunately, has fallen to its lowest level in 20 years. For macro data, it's a relatively quiet week this week. US inflation report for July, which is last month, is coming out on Thursday. That will be the main focus. The Cleveland Fed has been running a forecasting model for some time and thinks that this headline inflation is going to come in around 3.42%. Unfortunately, this is much higher than the 3% we saw in June. Core inflation is also likely to remain pretty high, just below 5% at 4.95%. Of course, this is higher due to the slow moving price of rentals, which is coming down pretty slowly. Anyway, good news is that the direction for inflation is still headed downwards, which we like. In China, trade and inflation data for July were just released and it was way worse than what economists expected. Overseas exports dropped 14.5% last month from a year ago. This was the worst decline since February 2020. And this is, remember, February 2020, COVID year. While imports contracted 12.4%. So China's economic recovery this year was expected to be boosted by strong domestic consumption, but momentum really unfortunately is waning because confidence and domestic demand remains pretty weak. There's also going to be some inflation data, CPI and PPI, which is 
producer price index, a price that measures how much factories are selling their products for, is going to be released on Wednesday. I think that a negative inflation could show that the Chinese economy may have dipped into deflation. And the PPI, which measures the prices of goods they are sold at factories, is likely to keep falling, like the previous month. So all this means that companies are selling things at a greater discount, simply because there's not much demand for them. All of this points to the very high stresses that's upon the Chinese economy, and the government will be pressured to deliver rather than just talk about stimulus. So as you round up, here are some final thoughts. If you have not managed to position into this strong rally for the year, I think the next couple of months could be your entry point with seasonal weakness in stocks. Why? Because most of the earnings negativity is already out of the way this quarter and we should see improvements from here. Remember, this quarter saw the largest decline in earnings since three years ago during COVID. For China, it does currently seem like it's a market to rent, not to own, meaning it's probably a trading-oriented market rather than a market that is trending on an upward path. There seems to be a line in the sand where policymakers step in to say something to calm market nerves in China. However, we think that all that signaling has to be followed through by firm actions. Companies that are listed on stock exchanges will also need to start delivering earnings growth for stocks listed in China and the greater China region to keep moving higher. So that's all I have for you today. Thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. Take care, stay safe, and goodbye. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, please tell us by leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe to Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player to stay up to date with our latest episodes. To learn more about Julius Bayer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbayer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research please refer to www.juliusbear.com slash legal slash podcast for further important legal information.